our second episode spinoff. You're joined by me. And who would you guess? It's Will, the other host. Do you even know that? Do you even know that by now? Will's our other host? You can't forget this distinct voice, this deep, dark voice. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Hey, you know what? We have a special episode for you today. If you may not know, Will, did you know there's a popular movie that came out? A popular franchise movie that came out? And believe it or not, it's The Matrix. That was yeah, overshadowed yeah. by Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Probably by a couple hundred million dollars, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if you guys don't know, it's the time of this recording. Spider-Man, Matrix, and the movie Sing were featured in the box office. And Matrix came in third over an animated weird movie that I've never heard anyone talk about in their life called Sing. I'm sure it's good. I'm just saying... It's funny that it outsold the Matrix opening weekend. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The fourth one. I saw it. It was okay. I liked it. I think it had really good ideas, but I think it was just like, what? Huh? That was my reaction the whole time. I don't know if you're a big fan of Matrix, but we're not here to talk about Matrix, Will. Enough talk about Matrix, okay? Enough Something even Matrix. better. Let's talk about Spider-Man. Now, you've seen it, right? I hope so. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I'm surprised you forgot. We actually <laughs> saw it together. I, I sat next to you and uh, we screamed and cried and yelled and clapped um, all together. You know, it was one of those you had to be there moments to really, it's a nice bro moment, you know? <laughs> yes, me, you, and our other co-host, Caitlin. Unfortunately, her mic is having some technical difficulties. She could not be here, but she's, she uh, sends her thoughts and prayers for this review because it's about to be groundbreaking. It's fair to say she has the same thoughts and feelings we do, though. You know, we're all on the of same course. page. Oh, yeah. at the good, end, I good remember looking too. at her and she was crying. I was like, which part are you crying at? There's so many. Um, but what, what, I mean, what more can I say? I loved it. I cried about it. I hated it. I loved it. I laughed about it. Well, I had a, I had to sit on my couch, pour myself a, gra- a, a glass of wine, and I had to just think about this movie for a bit, you know? I didn't go to bed that night. I did just think about this movie. I swirled my wine. I could picture you in your basement, just sitting you know? on the couch, just thinking, just meditating, mm. self-reflecting on all that exactly. happened. Exactly in the dark too. I remember my mom came uh, up in the morning, and she's like, "Nick, you're you're still here." And I'm going, "Hmm, what, what is the meaning we... of all this? <laughs> what does it mean?" No, but without further ado, I think we should dive into the review. And for those who have not seen it, we are not shying away from spoiler territory no siree turn it off and come back this in, is your in a few days or a week whenever you see it spoiler warning spoiler warning get away if you haven't seen the we movie. are unpacking it all okay let's dive into where it begins peter parker's identity is revealed and i really liked you know, at the start of a movie, they really try to get like a short action sequence to get you in. Him swinging around New York with MJ, I loved, I instantly loved it. I was like, this swinging looks so good. Him going through the subway, swinging around was so good. I loved, my favorite part was him and Ned going, dude, dude, dude. Like, and then you had like everyone just like eye in the sky. I don't even know how they got like five helicopters. I have no idea. Still, that was crazy, but 
what are your thoughts about it? I thought that that opening was very good. I thought it was. I mean, yeah, one of the most iconic things that you get from any Spider-Man film is, you know, just the web swinging and whatnot. And, you know, swinging around the city is also is always awesome. And then you have, you know, paired that up with some really epic music. And a lot of movies, especially when it comes to something hero based like like Spider-Man or any kind of Marvel movie, you know, a lot of times they either throw you in an action scene right away or kind of give you a slow origin, quick origin story of the villain or whatever's going to happen in this movie. And this one was kind of different. I mean, obviously it hit the big conflict right away, which was, you know, Peter Parker, you know, Spider-Man's identity was revealed and now everybody's hovering You're after right. him. But yeah, but it was it. But there was so much more to to unpack from it. So, you know, you didn't, you didn't I mean, we all knew, unfortunately, you know, the Spider-Men that were going to be in it, the who the villains were going to be, because unfortunately people just can't shut up and stop leaking stuff. I mean, nothing was spoiled for me, but, you know, there was a lot of rumors and stuff for months about what was going to be in this movie, but they didn't just throw it at you right away, which was great. So I really did like the beginning of the movie. I like the repercussions, as you saw, like when he went to high school, like all this, the faculty were treating him different. It was cool because it was like the faculty we followed throughout the movies. It's sad that like, it's sad that we saw his like high school, high school aspect of life within the first two movies. And this movie sort of dropped it to be a more personal story. I think I would have, I think I would have also liked to see more of the high school aspect. Cause like we've been following that teacher. We've been following, um, Oh man, what's the Flash Thompson being the bully? It's like ah, um, and then um, I forgot who's the who's the blonde girl that dated Ned in the second movie, Betty Brant. It's like we would have, I would have loved to see more of their characters, how they were like, yo, we literally had high school class with Peter. I think that would have been the cool aspect. Of Even the show. Happy, he wasn't really in it that much. I mean, yeah. he kind of he kind of was featured in the first maybe 25 percent of the movie I, I mean a lot of shit happens so i guess i get why he kind of is tossed yeah. aside but yeah you're right like those people that kind of grew up with in tom holland's you know trilogy of spider-man movies you know they kind of took a back seat but i guess to be fair they had to because there were so I, yeah, many characters exactly. i think they had to i don't want to i think they did shoot scenes you know what i mean because they were like oh yeah i'm goals. sure there's they deleted scenes shooting, somewhere yeah. If you go on TikTok right now, you see a lot of Betty Brant like uh, sponsored videos to promote the movie, which I think is really cool. It's like, hey, like maybe we can't fit you in the movie, but we can fit you into the um, what's it called? What is it called? I don't even know the word for it. Like in the trailer, like in the trailer, like they show yeah, up, but they're what, they're not totally there. Pictures what, or something, you know, what like is promotional material. Promotional material, yes, she's yeah, part of the promotion, yeah. mm -hmm. which I thought the marketing. I was like, that's really good. Promote on TikTok, promote is this. It's just like really creative marketing. And so, I hope nobody got I hope nobody got spoiled on TikTok because people were wild the first couple of days after we saw the movie. I'd go on TikTok and I mean people literally are just, you know, having like shooting a two-minute video of the crowd reaction when you know big things happen, you know, <laughs> character reveals and whatnot. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, damn, I hope I hope nobody got caught lacking. I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm sure that did happen. No, but even more unfortunate, Tom and his school gang did not get into MIT. So what does he do? He sees some witch lights, witch light. Yeah, I guess it was October-ish around that time. And he sees the witch lights and he's like, oh my God, I forgot. I have a friend named Doctor Strange. And let me just tell you, I am a big fan of the way Marvel incorporates heroes into movies that aren't their movies. 
it like i don't it gives me these vibes of like superhero team-up comics because they happen all the time because like in the comics you know it's a growing breathing universe these characters are freaking high-fiving each other on the street for all of us you know what i mean so it's like it's cool when they can interact with each other within their not respectable movies and i just love it i do so having dr strange in here i thought was just like the coolest it's just I don't want to say it's fan service, but God, it's just good writing. Thank you. They like, did it in a good way. They did yes. it in a good way. Like where yes. you had the fan service, it had obviously a ton of nostalgia because of bringing back, you know, villains and heroes from the other, you know, literally everybody else from the Spider-Verse. It, it was well done, yeah. honestly. Oh, and that's tough man. to do. Tall task to, to do. And they, they were fine. They were perfect with it, in my opinion. A hundred percent. So as Spider-Man does, he goes to Dr. Strange. It's like, hey, man, like, this this identity crisis is not only harming me but it's harming literally everyone in my life what can you do about it is there anything you could do so dr strange and all his magic mighty is like yeah dude i'll just erase everyone's mind which i thought that i mean that's like it seems honestly kind of simple but then i'm thinking like how does that really work does everyone's memory of you just get like replaced with just spider-man because i noticed like one thing that has been a problem with me in marvel movies is like the heroes always take off their mask always to show off the celebrity face and it's like dude i'd buy it more if they just kept their mask on do it the star wars way you know you don't yes. see darth vader until exactly. literally at the end of the movie of return of the jedi you don't see uh, Deadpool's face ever. Rarely, I mean, I guess you do, but like he always keeps his mask on. He, he doesn't take his mask off every time he needs to have a conversation in the middle of a fight. Like they they do it in this movie too. They're just like, bro, why? Why? It, it's really not that important. Um, but the spell goes wrong. Peter's kind of an annoying kid, and he fucks up the spell. Uh, I thought that was very justifiable. I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. Spider-Man, he's he is the talkative, annoying type, you know. I, yeah. I think the way that scene went down was actually perfect because Tom Holland's Spider-Man, the personality, and also the personality of Cumberbatch as um, Doctor Strange. I, I I think honestly that was perfect. How you know Doctor Strange is kind of being sarcastic and getting agitated with Peter, and you know t- you know Peter is you know like second guessing himself every couple of seconds like i just think the scene was well crafted especially to the the quirks of the actors playing these characters too yeah i've seen a lot of complaints online being like oh my god dr strange is so powerful or dr strange is so like smart why would he not just like like do like this or that it's like bro just but that was the whole point of the movie is that (laughs) there was supposed to be a big fuck up that that's the whole point of the movie that he was they were supposed to screw it up big time I hate that people. Though, just I, I mean, I get movies. it. Yeah, it's not like. Though I did see something today, actually, ironically, today of us recording this, that somebody just had like a picture of that scene and just put like a caption that said, "What if Peter just asked for everyone to forget Mysterio existed?" Um. So wow. nobody would have heard of him. Nobody would have heard him speak and and everything like that. Like people would have got whatever happened. Like it just would have blinked from every you know from everybody's mind that Mysterio was an actual person and all those events happened. Um, uh, but, but again, I think it's okay. Like, I don't think you can crit- I it, It's the point of the movie. Yeah. You know? it's the, yeah. Oh my God, man. Do you want to tell me you're Andrew or not? <laughs> all right. It's such a critique shit. Okay. All right. So the spell goes wrong and Peter finds out, Hey, he, he, um, he gets the idea from strange and then he, 
he calls Flash Thompson. He's like, hey, how can I speak to the, the I don't know who it was, the head, head, I don't know who it is, someone at the head of MIT. And so um, since the spell went wrong, Spider-Man goes to visit the head of IT, MIT, who's going um, to be on the next flight out somewhere. I don't know. I, you know, these minor details don't matter, okay? But he's on, he's on the, uh, the expressway trying to reach her. And lo and behold, we have our first fuck up of the movie. Doctor Strange, not Doctor Strange, Doctor Octopus <laughs> comes to the bridge. Man, oh man. Well, I thought that was so, it just was such a good fight. Like I love when his iron spider claws come out and he's having a, <laughs> like, like when Dr. Octopus says, he's like, oh, we have some competition. I thought that was super well done. I thought that was super awesome. I, I actually liked that little, it was on equal ground essentially. And I, I think it was really cool. And then when he had Peter, under and he took his suit and peter was able to control it i don't understand i don't think there is a way to for people to be like oh that's stupid no i thought i was like that makes so much sense compared to what tony stark has done oh like exactly yeah like like i think people have to remember that that's not just the suit of like cotton or you know string string and stuff like that like this is this is literally like you know a, a suit just full of technology hence yeah again again i get it did they kind of did they write it in a way that sure made it pretty convenient for him to eventually take over so they can again move on with the story and, and capture doc ock but still i mean he got his ass kicked at first i mean it's fair to say that doc ock had his moment before you know he got captured and oh, ended yeah. up you know, being more on the good side but um and again i just want to say well done on bringing back these old characters and i'm just gonna throw this out here real quick i know you heard me talk about this already nick but i just want people <laughs> yeah, to know this especially since they heard recently my my thoughts and criticism and whatnot on like what we just talked about we spent the, this entire month talking about star wars the way they brought back toby and andrew and the way they brought back um obviously you know every single villain from each of those two uh you know from toby's movies and and andrew's movies i think it just was uh just well done they didn't change the characters they were their their same i know the outcomes might have been different obviously how this movie ended but these the mannerisms these characters the way they were in their original spider-verse their movies uh they came out and were like this in this one and i thought it was just well done and kind of wish that's what I wish. Um, that's the perfect example. If you've seen this movie, which hopefully you did, if you're this far into this, the, the podcast already, <laughs> yeah. if you've seen this movie, this is literally the best proof I could give you on how to handle nostalgia and fan service in a, in a movie franchise that expands to multiple characters and multiple years of different tri- movie trilogies and whatnot. So th- this is the prime example of how to handle it. Of course, there's going to be different outcomes and it's going to be challenging and tricky. But like I felt like the goblin was the goblin. I thought Doc Ock was Doc Ock. I thought Toby was Toby. Um, but, but with the wisdom, you know, the other Spider Spider Man's Andrew and Toby, they had the wisdom based off of what they went through in their movies. They didn't change them to be something that you didn't really identify with. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, you nailed it. You nailed it. They that's they what I represented their characters perfectly. They're perfect. And when they grew up, like Andrew and Toby did, 
they represented the older group, more grown up persons, but still they were still themselves. And it was so upfront and center. Toby was shy. Andrew was still the comedian and like the more spontaneous one. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, one of my favorite points of this movie is that you just mentioned all this fan service, all these characters back from the past. None of them over. I mean, obviously, if you have favorites, you have favorites, but none of them overshadowed Tom. This was always Tom's movie front and center. Who made the calls? Tom. Who had the tragedy? Tom. Who, who, you know what I mean? Who was the hero in the end? Tom. And I loved it. I think exactly, it's his movie. Yeah. Let the they boy have his trilogy. They, they respected yes. that this was his. But, but again, I think they sprinkled just enough in there and enough moments for Toby to have his moments, for Andrew to have his moments. Yes. Uh, and my, yes, my favorite did. part of the movie was something that Andrew did. I don't want to jump the gun because I know we're going through it. So I'll hold yes, off. But, of course. But there's just something key there. So I'm going to so, hold in it for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to where we were. Uh, Doctor Strange teleports Doctor Octavius and Peter back to his um, back to his lair. And he's like, hey, dude, like, because you fucked up the spell, now I gotta ramble all these goons, and you have to go catch them. Like, I have to send them back to the universe, or else, like, time and space and reality could be fucked up forever because of your freaking 16-year-old ass, dude. So, go wrangle them up. And Peter's like, hey, man, let me go get my friends uh Ned and MJ like um so what do they do they're off in center to go find the next villains and who lo and behold it is Electro and Sandman and Electro with the redesign and I I loved it I thought that was so good the yellow and the way the lightning strikes like it just it's more attractive to look at to me i don't know i liked i didn't like the all blue like it looked good it was very cool yeah i didn't mind it but yeah it kind of i think like the blue color wasn't bad but just the way it kind of changed his appearance like his face and whatnot was just it was maybe a little bit too much yeah it was a little jarring but this i thought they nailed it i thought um i mean okay let's come out in front and center the main villains are jamie fox uh, a Dr. Octopus, I mean, Jimmy Fox is an electro and Green Goblin. And I thought, I thought they were, I thought they were perfect. And I thought that having Sandman and the lizard be side roles more essentially more perfect. They did not need to be up in front and center. Otherwise I think it'd be overcrowded and you wouldn't have as much better. Um, I, w- I don't think you'd have better scenes with the characters that you do have, which was Electro, which was like the one that like you were more scared of. I, I wouldn't say that because Green Goblin. We'll talk about that later, but I thought casting them in the background was a smart move and also done super well. I like them in the background. I don't think they needed to be up in front and center. And I like the three villains that they did cherish. That's a you good know? point because you know what? At the beginning of the movie, um, well, like once we kind of knew, like what you just mentioned, how like okay, Doctor Strange and, and Spider Man realized, okay, we have to go hunt down these guys and bring them back because we just screwed up big time. I'm glad the movie continued to go the way it did, where it's like okay, he did go after. I know he went after. He basically, I like how it didn't waste too much time doing like one v ones. You know, like he went after a couple of them, but then, you know, eventually he got them all together. Um, and, and tried to help them. You know, that was like kind of a nice plot twist too. I kind of figured that they weren't going to obviously just cruise into just being good guys and cured and whatnot the whole time. 
but I think it was just nicely set up how, um, I mean, really, like, again, you know, the Green Goblin, you didn't really think he was going to be the one that kind of screwed the pooch. Um, and yeah, no. I just, I think it was, I think it was well done. I, again, it's really like, I'm trying to think of things that I could use to maybe criticize this movie. I, I'm having a hard time. I felt like a yeah. lot of the scenes and the pacing, it just, the story was well done, especially that first half. One criticism I do have is I think they emphasize, no, they didn't emphasize, they never emphasized, the internet emphasized that there was going to be a Sinister Six and Spider-Man's iconic villain group is the Sinister Six. And I had a phone call recently with someone who hasn't seen the movie yet. And they were like, oh my God, I know who the five villains are, but I don't know who the sixth one is. And I think that's so exciting because I haven't been spoiled on it yet. And I was just like, oh man, if only you knew there, there was no sixth. And that, that does yeah, hurt me. I mean, there were like, a lot of rumors going around, you know, the, the big ones obviously were true, mostly about all three Spider-Men and, and all these villains coming back, but you know that that's about it like i don't think anybody yeah. really knew where this you know how this movie would take place i do like it it is very fun i mean it was the, it was perfect it was perfect but it's like ah damn just have that one in there would have been sister six <laughs> someone say it's the sister six but it's like okay you know what fine you couldn't have put more people in there it would have been overcrowded as is you would have had too much too much to throw around too many characters and too much like personalities so I mean that that it wasn't a gripe. I just would have liked as a Spider-Man comic book fan, I would have liked the Sinister Six <laughs> instead of the Evil. Well, five. now 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 there's rumors that uh or people are pushing for Andrew Garfield to get a third movie, which would probably I would assume unless they change it up, like the way this his second movie ended, it it, it appeared the Sinister Six was gonna be uh you know the next big thing he was gonna have to tackle so i and you know what i've really grown to like andrew's movies too and i think i again i think he had just a really well done uh part to play in this movie as well so i mean if they decide to bring him back for another go i wouldn't have a problem with that though i don't know if it's gonna happen because we're still you know they're they've already basically confirmed you know a fourth spider-man of tom holland so yes uh new trilogy but i am excited for i mean i'm rooting for black cat black cat every day all day yes yeah, uh, and if felicity jones wants to come please, back and play that role felicity, i please, will be respectfully us, watching felicity. respectfully <laughs> watching not just because she was in star wars but a big reason for that too <laughs> all right so back with the story um uh what happens next tom tom beats him uh, I loved his black suit, his black and gold suit that was inside out. A lot of people were like, oh, it's obviously inside out. It looked so good. And especially in those scenes, it looked so good. I have, it was the lighting. I just loved it. And then the way you see like some of the wires. And I remember he had that gold, the gold like web shooter on his wrist and he put it mm -hmm. to his chest and you could see it like kind of like lighting up oh my god that is one of the visually best scenes i've seen i like i was like oh my god this shit's so gorgeous wow that was just so it was, i'm sorry for just complimenting how good look i mean good it looked but wow i was really uh stunned okay so he beats some he's like yo get in let me rattle y'all in the cages he puts them all in the cages and Aunt May calls him and she's like, yo, Peter, I actually have one of the villains you're looking for. And lo and behold, it's the worst one of them all, the Green Goblin. 
or just someone with schizophrenia really bad schizophrenia <laughs> that's You're what it reminded me of i was like this is the definition clinical definition you have schizophrenia um but i like seeing i thought it was cool seeing more or i like seeing it's just it was his character he had it was like the jacqueline mr hyde it was the Norman and the Goblin. And I loved seeing the contrast. And it was so, you could do, you could see it on a dime. And I loved that. Well, I mean, what did, what did you think? Um, it, Yeah, I thought it was, and like I said, there's not a whole lot to really say that's bad about this movie, you know, from, yeah. um, I, I will say I kind of got finessed. I mean, I really, I mean, I figured, you know, the Goblin was going to show up again in, you know, Norman, but um i mean they really sold it like when he goes to see you know aunt may and ask for help and whatnot how he gets a part you know becomes part of the group because you know he kind of had a kylo ren moment where he smashes his mask because he kind of fought the demons out of him uh and then runs away you know because i mean he he like the rest of them's like what the hell am i doing here so he was kind of dazed and confused too um but that leads to that epic scene when you know when they're starting to take the the serums and everything and i didn't know why i don't and honestly i'm I will, willing to bet nobody really knew why all of a sudden you know spider-man spidey senses were tingling and that scene dragged on for a long time like oh. peter's walking through happy's apartment and everyone's just like like what's happening and again well, do yes, you remember ahead. do you remember what i whispered to you when we were watching that what did you, what did you say i remember you i whispered, turned the will and remember. i was like will i'm genuinely afraid right now i was like why am i it so was kind of it, it, it was, it was kind of creepy it was because you're like so what's well. happening wow. that was and then such all of a, a sudden yeah and the only one who knew the only one who knew exactly what it was technically was peter himself and that led to one of the greatest fight scenes i've ever seen oh my god it was so brutal and so raw but like i just kept thinking like what could that spider sense have felt like that must have been the most like awful feeling in your body like he must have felt it in his core that like just felt disgusting like something bad was gonna be gonna be a shit show and he felt it so fast and i i love the intensity of the scene and they really sold it um, oh, I also yeah. like the villain character dynamic in the apartment. I thought it was done super well. The way they like all communicate with each other. Yeah, like Electro's like, yeah, I felt into a, a vat of eels. <laughs> Same, it's like, yeah, I felt into a... Yes. Gotta watch where you fall. <laughs> it's just like... It's like you had, a, like, you had a quick moment to ref reflect on everything that's happened in you know the history of, of Spider-Man and literally yeah. the last 20 years of the other two franchises too. It was cool that the writers can find a way to like inter find the villains to interact with each other across the universes <laughs> through like these moments like that. And the fact that they all knew each other was so good. Like I understand it's kind of hard to believe that like cuz I saw one one like criticism was that hey Norman when he died, he dies the goblin everyone knew it was norman norman that died and not green Go and not that he was green goblin no one knew besides peter peter was the only one that knew norman was the green goblin so how did sandman know how did how did dr octopus know you know what to me the extension of belief was way cooler to know that they knew each other 
does that make sense rather than oh this is just some guy this is just mr osco yeah. i don't know like i love that he well since he was, i mean since they yeah. were in the same you know they were in the same world um it, it kind of worked out besides you know jamie fox um so like it was kind of cool like how you know dr octopus was you know and yeah and the lizard but you know dr octopus like talking to and and referring to norman and whatnot was uh was was pretty cool too like you know there was some disconnect obviously and it was but it was funny because everybody's like kind of putting the pieces to the puzzle or trying to at least um you know but they didn't waste too much time on that either though like you know again the pacing was great because the story kept going and going but then yeah you know shit hit the fan and then that's when all the villains are like yeah you know what I'm actually going to want to stay here and, and I'm alive again. I want to wreak havoc on this new world, yeah. this new opportunity. So, I mean, I think we all knew it was coming, but how exactly it happened, it wasn't as stereotypical as you thought. Because somebody, you know, again, Goblin was finessing in the background. On my second viewing, I think I think I realized Electro really wanted that arc reactor. It was like, to me, it clicked the second time. I was like, Oh my God, that literally is the power of the sun within his hands, like Dr. Octopus said. It's literally infinite energy. It's infinite energy right there. He literally has all the power he needs. And I was like, oh my God, that guy kind of is unstoppable at that point. Um, But one last thing I want to shout out is the lizard and him banter. What are you going to do? He's like, and then he's like, you going to turn everyone the lizards again? And he's like, precisely. I just thought that was so funny. Okay. Yeah, they didn't force comedy either, which is a no. good thing to po- point out. Before we progress further into the apartment scene and what happens there, I do want to reflect on one important moment I did forget to bring up. Peter needs a lawyer. He needs the lawyer the hell up. I can't believe we, this is the first time in the movie theater we, we cheered and freaked out. Me and Will were like, oh my God! And our, and our uh, co-host, Caitlin, was like, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who this is. No, she doesn't. Daredevil makes his MCU appearance. He's canon, baby. So I love to hear. And he... That was a great five-minute scene. <laughs> bro, that scene is just so good. Like, it, it did what it needed to do, and it was just perfect. And I love every bit of it. And it makes me excited. And this to see- isn't a spoiler, but everybody out there that's listening that hasn't watched Hawkeye, watch Hawkeye. Oh, please do, please do. And you'll you'll be pleased to to see what happens in that too. So wink, wink. But we, but we ain't a spoiler talk for Hawkeye. We're spoiler talking for Spider Man. So go watch Hawkeye. That's your. Uh, After you listen to this, finish the episode diligence. first. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So I mean, I mean, more to say about that. I just love when he caught the brick and he's like. Um, like just okay i'm pretty good really good scene okay so back at the apartment green goblin gives peter parker the ass beating he's been missing this whole time even kicks his face back into the rubble and says eat peter eat that fucking dirt eat it you fucking little pubescent boy (laughs) and what happens next aunt may gets trucked by the glider you hate to see it (sighs) damn Two for yeah. two. <laughs> that glider. That glider doesn't miss. And the way I thought she got in, I was like, when she got hit out of it, I was like, oh, she didn't get impaled. I guess she didn't die. <laughs> but then I was like, well, she's just kind of like a person. That was like, but then I was like, people get hit by cars all the time. Uh, could she die? 
But then the grenade, and she fell on the rubble. It wasn't like she fell on. Yeah, it was just there was multiple things going on there that that kind of contributed to that. Also, I gotta remember too. Uh, Spider-Man kind of, you know, he did knock that grenade away, but it still kind of went towards her direction. So exactly, he he, he contributed in more than one way to, uh, you know, Aunt May's death, unfortunately. And that 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 hit. And you know what? I shouldn't be. I was surprised that that happened, but I shouldn't have been because the other two Spider-Man movies, their franchises had that part of that origin story where you know Uncle Ben dies, and this was a nice twist that you oh. know Aunt, you know it happened to Aunt May. I love you know what it. I'm saying? Like that was a nice twist, but also still paying homage to that origin story. Hate to sound like a loser here, but she also said the line correctly and perfectly. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. So shout yes. out to Nate Parker for being the one and only true believer. Uh, no, I thought. I mean, I, I thought giving her the Uncle Ben role deserved. Deserved. There's no other way to put it. Deserved. I thought it was missing. Uncle Ben was missing. No, I now I feel Aunt May deserves it. Uh, and I think I because it was what she stood for, and it her she her being the embodiment of what morally needs to be right. And she her being Peter's moral compass, I thought was perfect. And I, I mean, like knowing his, knowing Spider-Man, him wanting to choose the fate of changing the villain's fate and making them, I don't know, seek therapy or whatever. That is so like Peter. That is so, that is Peter's character. That's who he is supposed to be. He's supposed to be the one that always is hopeful and wants the good for people. And you know what I mean? He has a lot more in common with Daredevil than he would with Punisher. Whereas you could see Punisher being like, dude, leave them to their fates. In fact, I'll kill them all right now. I'll solve I'll solve I'll solve Spider-Man's problems within their universes. But I thought that was I thought that was great. And her being the moral compass, she needed to die, but it was perfect. It was well done. And I believed it at some points. I mean, I was just tossing and turning. I'm like, dude is she gonna die or not and i i yeah because that scene was very long like yeah it's like even though they're talking and trying to get out of there and then you know the police come and whatnot and they're outside the building and happy shows up um again like there was almost like a little bit of hope where you're like okay maybe peter's gonna pick her up and they're gonna escape you know like or maybe she's you know he's gonna leave her but she's gonna be okay and they'll take her to the hospital like you know they didn't just they didn't just kill her right away you know like it kind of they had it hanging in the balance there which was nice too because again putting yourself in the theater first time watching it that's the best experience and the rawest experience you're ever going to have with it and that's what you always got to go uh based off of and it was excellent Exactly. Nicely I done. wasn't like, oh, that was so obvious. Was no, I was just like, I was right there. I was I was letting the storytellers just tell me the story, man. Tell me what's going to happen next. I don't want to see it coming. And it was done so well. So Aunt May dies. And Peter has one of the most also cinematic, beautiful shots ever. Him in the neon city. It's just pouring rain. You could just, it was just so good. Well, I just... Wow. I thought that was just so wow. I love that scene. So now we're getting into the big parts. Ned and MJ sitting in Ned's grandma's house or aunt's yes. house or something like that. And they're like, dude, 
one thing that didn't that that was like kind of weird. I was like, why didn't MG just push the box? If she was so worried, she wouldn't just hit the box. But then it kind of hit me when she. I don't. Okay, I don't want to dive too far into this, so I'm not gonna say the big parts yet. But when she was with Peter later on, she had the box, and Peter's like, let me push the let me push the button, and she's like, no. You originally wanted to help them, and this is good for you. You need to help them. You have the opportunity to help them. So now I understood why MJ didn't previously hit the button is because she always believed in Peter. Even 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 with the death of Aunt May, she still believed in Peter and still believed in his mission to get these villains the most help they needed. And that that I was like, wow, you sold me. That yeah, I yeah that. That makes sense. It literally makes sense. Does it not? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was thinking, I, I was do. like, why? Why wouldn't she just push the button when she's in the in Ned's grandma's home? Like, like if you're so worried, I would have just pushed it. I think I would have just pushed it. I would have been like, you. She's kind of heroic. She's kind of got possessed of some, you know, heroism there too. You know, because yeah. she didn't. She could have thought of herself and just got it done and over with. But she had, you know, she put faith in in Peter. You know. Exactly. So Ned just wants to see his Spider-Man buddy. Well, what what happens next, dude? It happens. It happens. We uh it didn't come really quickly because again, this will be like to drag on things in a good way, not <laughs> you know, it didn't ruin pacing, but you have Ned trying to be a sorcerer over here, trying to open portals and whatnot to get to Peter. And uh, hey, we opened a portal finally in his what was his grandma's house or whatever, which was hilarious oh, yes. too, because she was witnessing all this. Then the next big loud roar from the crowd in the movie theater, Andrew Garfield himself comes in, walks out, comes into the room, walks in through that portal, and there you have it your second spider-man and it wow. was just a beautiful scene and again of course he's confused like what the heck's going on you know mj and ned are like oh it was just <laughs> amazing and oh then it, he repeated it after they talk and everything and he's cleaning spider webs for grandma up on the up on the ceiling because they wanted him to show proof that he was a spider-man so you know he's walking on the walls and stuff and then the same thing you're ned's trying to make that portal for uh toby's uh spider-man to come in again the crowd just roaring and going wild one of the truly the crowd reactions were better than even when i saw any of the star wars movies from the the sequel trilogy like it was that (laughs) crazy and that well done in the movie so um that's i mean obviously that that has to go down as one of the best parts of the movie for sure is just the fact that um you know you have tom holland's friends dealing with the other two spider-men and they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on but it was it was nicely done again you know toby looks a little bit older and whatnot uh he's kind of probably got more of that wisdom you know from everything he went through but it's just it was so and i'll let you speak next but i just want to say it's just so great to see those guys back in it you know what i'm saying like these guys were our childhoods essentially growing up with uh their movies and their version of spider-man and it was just great to see them back especially toby i mean it's been years i mean 2007 has been 10 plus years since we've seen him on the suit i mean yeah completely and i can i just shout out the screenwriters for having them in their original costumes like that's them they didn't tweak them they didn't do anything there were their suits they were their characters and something about it was just like wow my childhood actually just came back 
right here in front of my face and hearing the crowd just scream i couldn't help but i i screamed i screamed in the theater along with everyone else i clapped the hardest i've probably ever clapped in my life you know i didn't scream as much but i was just like Oh my God. <laughs> Caitlin, when Caitlin saw Angie Garfield, her favorite Spider-Man. Oh my God. I thought Caitlin was crying. Well, to be honest, I mean, that, that scene just really inspired me. I just felt like, I was like, dude, if Ned could do magic, anyone could do magic. You know what I mean? Because like, sometimes like I just genuinely feel this energy. I mean, I, you I, could kind of cast your own portals and, exactly. and bring people like, into I don't want to sound like an idiot right now in this podcast. I feel like I should just try. I mean, what's the harm in... Okay. Okay, let me... Okay, let me... Let me do this portal. I... I want... Something that will make this review a lot better. Okay. 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 I think, uh... I think I sent you guys here some help with this review. Oh my my god! God damn! It's Xavier! Our other host Xavier's here. Nick, Nick is just like the. Oh Whoa. my god. Wow. Not gonna lie, I was a little surprised when I was, you know, taking a dump and I just see this hole come through my wall. That was that kind of threw me off just a little bit. But well, I'm glad wow. you're still not in the process of dumping. Wow. Oh, yeah, no. wow. That's that's a eye saver, but a be- beautifully done. But this you this this magic is amazing. You sense that you we needed you for this podcast and you came. I got this wow. like tingle in the back of my neck. I was just like, you know what? Something, something's wrong here. I need to go uh, check this out. But- oh my God. Oh, wow. Perfect timing too. We were just talking about how Toby and Angie returned for this movie. And oh my God. I mean, what I mean, what are your thoughts that Toby and Angie are here from oh the apartment God. scene? You know, we're kind of rolling it through the movie. So what do you think? Really, really cool. I, uh, I thought that was amazing. I, I loved every single part of that scene. I thought it was a great way to introduce these characters. Um, I thought it was really unique because honestly, when I was like getting into this movie, I'm like, I don't know if they'll come in. I don't know if they, you know, if they will or they won't come into this movie, but how they came in really made me happy especially with like the oh, scene yeah. of like the, the alleyway and everything and you just hey peter peter and then he runs through i'm just like okay this is good once you see the suit that's when everybody's like yes that's yes. what i was saying yeah just how like the, the suits were the authentic suits they didn't change them like yeah. normally like hollywood would change them in some way or fashion not not no they left them perfectly and can we shout out the moment when spider-man and and Andrew were like, Toby was like, this is an imposter. And Andrew's like, dude, this guy could just sense he's scummy. And they just shot, like, yeah. they did their, like, little flips and they shot their webs. That was so cool. Like, normally you'd have, like, the typical, oh, my God, that's another scene we forgot to mention. We'll have to go <laughs> back to it after this. But I love that Toby and Andrew essentially fought each other. And, wow, I mean, it was, it was a little fight. They're not going to go hand to hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, it was, God, it was so good. It was just perfect. Okay. With, with that in mind, with that in mind, who do you think would win? Andrew, but that's because oh. Toby's not in his prime. Prime oh, Toby, yeah, bro, he was a menace. 
he was a menace. He he got down in raw and dirty fist fighting. Okay, he he took it to the streets of Harlem. He, he, he ain't no little flamboyant boy like the rest of them. He's fun. He did the. He took a train. Okay, he took a train on essentially. I get that Tom got hit by a train, but Toby stopped the train. All right, True. let's talk about that. Yeah, listen. Yep. Hands down. But one scene I want to go back to. We forgot mm-hmm. to talk about it. Every superhero movie that has a team up always has the heroes fight each other. And this did not stray away. Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. That was good. That was good. That was really good. I, uh, the near dimension? Yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, no, I just thought that was really cool. I was like, how are they going to play this out? Because once they started, you know, fighting it was cool that they brought him in the mirror uh dimension and it's i think it's really cool that they were able to like add those kind of effects to this kind of movie like it just brings another kind of like life to it it's not just like oh i'm just in a typical normal world like no like this is the the mirror dimension this is something some crazy stuff going on right now but uh and it also kind of shows how smart uh tom holland spider-man can be because I mean, yes. he got out of it, yes. you know? Yes. So yes. it's like. Math is better than the magic. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so funny. That, that's for kids everywhere around the world. <laughs> like, yep. That is so funny. I love that he shot his, like when Peter was initially trying to escape that street and he tries to zip out of there. Yeah. And, and Dr. Strange puts him through a portal. And then Peter's like, fuck that. I'm going to try again. And he shoots his web and he essentially shoots his own leg. And he's like pulling it. And I, I thought that was so, so funny. And so it looked so good. It looked so yeah, good. And it's very it's clean. Like, yes. It just, oh my God. What a cool, what a cool scene. Well, what do you, what do you think? No, I, I honestly, I'm with you guys. I, I thought it was all well done and actually kind of nice too because you know the technology we have for movies today compared to when you had toby spider-man movies and you know i know andrew garfield's movies weren't that long ago but they kind of were at the same time and just to be able to bring them back and it was kind of cool to you know just see you know the upgraded versions of technology and how to make these battles and fight scenes uh just really cool because i mean obviously they didn't (laughs) completely destroy a bridge and and things like that but you know just all the special effects and stuff and 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 again i feel like i am assuming i want to i want to i'm going to assume here that the actors felt like this that it was like you know if like if i was one of these guys that was able to come back into the next gen spider-man and just be able to you know live these moments again uh, just just really cool and I and I think you can tell these guys really enjoyed it too because there's a lot of passion and effort into them coming back um, and playing as these characters and I actually had a friend who was a production assistant on this movie and he as soon as the movie came out he had a picture with um, the guy that played uh, Dr. Octopus and some other people and just the way no he was way. describing in this yeah he was describing in the in the <laughs> post that just how like how just a genuine dude the guy was and everything like that like like these people just excited i mean we were excited to see these guys in action again these people were excited to come back and that's you need that you need to have that excitement and energy for this to work out and it did it did bro yeah they brought the characters to life again even better even better because could we talk about green goblin before we start continuing on the movie menace absolutely performance in the whole thing in my menace villain he is 
I, I've okay. People have always said, you know, Venom is Spider-Man's arch nemesis. Doctor Octopus is dark. Spider-Man's arch nemesis. For me, it's always been Green Goblin, and he proved it in this film. Mm-hmm. He, he, dude, he body slammed Peter through the apartment floors. It was like, boo, boo, boo. it was like, dude, you. And he's just taking the beatings from Peter, and he's laughing about it. I'm like, dude, you are, you are fucked up. <laughs> Oh my God, what a villain. What a true villain. He enjoyed slaughtering people. What's well, funny, cause like during that scene, I, I kept seeing Tom Holland just like wailing on him, just at one punch after another. And there was that one scene where he was just kind of laughing about it. And I wonder if it was going through his mind, like, hey, this is nothing compared to, to Toby. Like, I feel like Toby really tried to kill me at one point, you know? Like, I feel like this is nothing. <laughs> this little pansy. Yeah, right? I was thinking more of the lines of like, I'm getting you to be to break your point. I'm that getting too. you to like yeah. your breaking point, you little you little spidey little spider. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I loved it. All right. So should we continue on with the movie? Yes. Yes. Toby and Tom. Sorry, Toby and Andrew return. And they're like, yo, where are we gonna find your Peter? And they were like, should we try again? I love that they didn't give that a second thought. You could have brought another Spider-Man along the line. I mean, maybe not because they didn't come from those universes, but it would have been funny. But Toby suggests the idea, like, hey, I I actually had a place where I went alone to my thoughts and I needed to just think things through. Your Spider-Man might have this same place. And they go to where MJ perceives it is, and it's the top of the school rooftop where he could just clear his space i essentially think he he did clear his space there a couple times i mean i'd assume so you know mm-hmm. not just in this movie like i could see it and i love that without they don't like no one ever says anything that they acknowledge that uh what's it called peter's aunt may dies until that scene and i did really like it where they're just and I watching it on a third viewing, I actually saw Zendaya and Ned are actually crying too. Like you see Sheard's tears go down their face. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that really brings it together. That they like Ned knew this woman. Ned did. Right. That was Peter's best friend, and that was essentially his mom. And Ned knew it. I mean, MJ just met her for the first time in this movie, but yeah, Ned's like, dude, that's my friend's mom. I I've been to his house all the time, and I'm glad he did cry. I mean, if any, you know what I mean? If, if yeah. family, friends, parents die, I mean, like, I knew them. Yeah, for and sure. I, lo- I, I loved it. I mean, MJ, like you said, like, she was even crying. She could feel, like, this, just the yeah. sadness just of everything going on because it's like Ned and Peter both went through just a lot right there because, like you said, that, that that's like, you know, he's just as, well, not as close, but he's pretty darn close to, to Aunt May, so he just lost, yeah. like, another family member, you know? sad so then one of the coldest intros ever mj goes peters people i brought some people or something like that along those lines and peter's like he looks so scared like bro are we about to throw down round two i'm not Mm -hmm. ready but i'm ready and he looks up and at the top of the i think it's like the school flag you see toby and andrew and their silhouettes and oh my god that's some cold shit. I would not. I would not fuck with those two. And I love that they little, they little, little, like leap down. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> but damn, there they are. And 
It's good. So they, yes, it's, they it's, talk about. I, I honestly like. I thought that was gonna be the moment where he was gonna be like, like pointing at each other, just like the typical meme. I thought that's oh, where yeah. it was gonna happen. Be like, put two and two together. Whoa, be like, whoa, wait whoa, a second. <laughs> yeah, hold up, hold up a second. But uh, I, I, yeah, I thought that was fantastic. I think the silhouette part and everything. I think that's like the best like one of the best scenes of the movie because i just love that i would love to have like a poster of that just yeah. the silhouettes of the two just on the top be like i know what's about to happen like this is this is really cool <laughs> they're, they're cold as hell they're cold. yeah <laughs> so peter enraged he's like let me just send them back if they die oh i love when he says that line if you kill them or they die that's your problem that's not mine uh that line was delivered so well and that line is one of my favorites in the movie what top 10 lines in the movie you want to kill them or they die that's your problem like wow dude you <laughs> you really don't give a shit i'm surprised you didn't just say just kill him for me please i'll just send them back you could kill him kill yeah um but being spider-man being spider-man they're like peter like we know you don't want to do this we know like you're just mad right now but you know it's morally unright to do this and we should fix this. And so they're like, okay, what do we do? Is there a lab we can go to? So they go into Spider-Man school, which happens to be you know, the building they stand on. And they go into the science lab and they all start working. And it's kind of hard to hear, but throughout the movie, if you watch each particular character when the camera focuses on them, they actually do play like like silent tones of their of their music and i thought that was really cool on a third viewing i picked it up i was like oh, dude really? that's that's toby's theme that's wow. andrew's theme it was so cool it's integrated so well i just wish it was integrated a lot more prominently mm-hmm. because it is in the background but it's cool that like they remix their tones into the movie i mean will what do, what do you think about the whole scene where they were trying to find the cures and all that stuff well, I th- like my favorite was again, that was kind of that was your moment before, you know, you get to that big battle and whatnot. This kind of led up to it where just again, it allowed all three of these guys, all three Peters to essentially kind of talk about their stories, <laughs> recap their li- their lives and everything they went through. I mean, it was big when, you know, Andrew was talking about how he couldn't save his MJ and Toby's talking about how, you know, he was able to kind of turn things around with with his um or or andrew's gwen i'm sorry i mean his version of mj but it was specifically gwen and his and then toby you know how uh he had some rough patches with his mj but they were able to to figure it out as you see in spider-man 3 it's just it was like a cool like few minutes of just you know they're progressing the story with talking about these serums or whatever they're making to like how they're gonna fight and defeat the the big baddies but also there's enough of a moment to just allow them to kind of reflect and again for us being fans of all of these franchise you know all these just different renditions of the franchise um it was just really uh a, a great moment and i and i really enjoyed it again this movie knew how to go from like action-paced uh fast scenes and whatnot and then kind of dialing it back to these moments where you could just truly enjoy these characters and again it allowed andrew to be himself it allowed toby to be himself Nick Xavier, before you came through the portal, I mentioned that earlier to Nick, how this is kind of what I want to see from Star uh, Star Wars, the, the, 
the sequel trilogy with with Luke and whatnot, like, you know, don't change these characters into something. Let them come back with wisdom and be based off of what they went through. You know, that's the best representation of themselves. Of This is where they're at and they're reflecting on what they did and the way they're molded in this new movie is based off of what they already did. So if that makes any sense, that's what I was hoping Luke would have been when we were talking about Star Wars <laughs> earlier this month in those other episodes. So um, I, this is a perfect example of how not to change a character, but also providing a little bit of fan service. So I love that scene. Still Star Wars month, people. Still Star Wars month. I just, I had to get it in there. This, this, <laughs> I, I told Nick literally right at the end of the movie when we saw it, like this, this was the best proof I need <laughs> to not only Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars is the biggest thing I talk about with this, but anything that, re, you know, any kind of movie franchise that brings back old characters and old storylines, like there's a way to allow the older fans to appreciate it. But also even to be fair, those that are maybe 12 or 13 years old right now that maybe didn't grow up with Toby Spider-Man, maybe got introduced with Andrew or maybe don't really know much about Andrews. Like it was still a learning experience for them to understand and recognize who those Spider-Men were. So like I said, a lot lot of characters coming back, a lot of mixed storylines going around, but it worked out. Well, I have a feeling everyone left that theater being like, that movie was so good. And Will leaves that theater. Star Wars is such ass. Why could Star Wars <laughs> be like this? Fucking Star Wars. It's like, wow. Spider-Man and I'll go figure so that'd good. be one of the first fuck things Star I Wars. think of though, right? Yeah, yeah it's fucks. God, it's just so funny. Um, I, mean, uh, I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it again. I don't, I mean, I don't know where to go off from that. But back to the story. Unless I gotta add something. So they accumulate all the cures. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, that doesn't make sense. How convenient. But I'm also like, one, they threw the lines in there to justify it. Toby was like, yo, I've been thinking about this green goblin cure for a long time now. Okay, sold. I'm sold. You, you know how to do it. Andrew fixed the lizard the first time years ago back. He's like, bruh, rocket science. And you have better technology. I got it. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Um, Sandman is a little like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> sure. And, yeah. And high school. He's always lab, been lame, like, in my opinion. I wasn't sold on him in Spider Man 3 to begin with. No, I, mean, I was just like, talking about how he got his cure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like oh, okay. the little probe well, light. I was like, it just, that just sure. goes along with everything like, else that's disappointing. If a little wand can make you made of sand in the first place, sure. Well, he, uh, he, he fell into a super collider, and I'm just confused how they made a, a mini super collider out of science stuff from a, a lab in a high school science. Like, you know, I'm, it's just. I'm just more amazed that they could make the collider in the that's first true place. how do you ma- exactly. make someone unsand in a high school chem- <laughs> yeah especially in a high school chemistry lab right yeah yes. there you go chemistry just lab. very funny um uh anyone else okay doc ock they fixed him and then um yeah they originally fixed electro they just needed to take of course his unlimited energy source which was just been crazy i just still can't wrap my head around how powerful he was <laughs> like yeah. easily he could have he was he could have taken all three of them out he, he had definitely could have been energy. op yeah. yeah um okay so they're like how do we lure him out well peter contacts j joma jameson and he's like hey he gets on facetime Okay, one thing that gets me is that this fight took place at night, okay? And it couldn't have been more than, we'll say, an hour of this fight, which it probably was not. But at the end of the fight, it's sunset. So you tell me these villains are just, I mean, I guess like the thrill of being in another universe with all these powers and possibilities must keep you up at night. 
which is crazy. They're all keeping, they're all watching <laughs> J. Jump and Jameson's podcast to find out that they're all at the Empire State Building. Or maybe it's just the internet. Once that was yeah. broadcasted, everyone was tweeting about it and they eventually found out from like other news reports or outlets or something. Because they did wait there for a while. So, you know, Spider Man got his back cracked. Yeah, it might have been like jokes. like late evening or late afternoon. And then it was like evening or like beginning of nighttime. You know when the battles started but god bless that they brought up the fan number one fan service question of them all toby makes webs out of his hand what <laughs> and they brought that up twice they didn't just drop it they they continuously talked about it and I, I was like thank you this is so once was enough but twice oh kevin so feige what did I, wait? What did Will do that one time? I mean, it, it, for Star Wars, it's Dave Filoni kisses, but Kevin Feige also gets kisses. Big smooches for him because yes, that was a good that was a good scene. That was so so funny. I love watching them just all talk. Yeah, yeah. All I wish was Peter when he mentions purple alien. Also, he killed half the population in all existence. Right? That would have been legendary to say. Not, oh, I fought, fought a purple alien in space. They should have said in all existence, Peter. That's kind of a huge yeah. deal, man. Yeah, but but there was a little bit of uh, comedic relief with that word. He just was like, yeah, just the purple alien guy. Yeah. You know, and, and the yeah. other two, you know, Andrew yeah, and Toby right. not realizing, like, holy fuck, that, that's He's a, like, I'm big still deal, amazed you, know? you fought an alien in space. And Andrew's like, right. I, <laughs> I still haven't fought an alien at all. I fought a guy in a rhinoceros yeah. costume, which I thought was awesome because that's yes. really him like, him no one mm-hmm. even fucking cared for rhino. Oh. Um, sorry, Sam. Poor, but, no, but again, rhino. but poor again, rhino. not. Again, I just want to stress that the comedic relief was not forced, you know? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Oh, it no. felt very natural. Mm-hmm. I, their whole conversation there with the fact that they were just talking about like villains from their world or people they fought or just like normal things that they would just talk about. I just thought that was so cool that they just kept it so casual and yet like lighthearted and funny. At the it's same almost time. like if they didn't talk how they talked, it would have been out of character. Yeah, completely, it would have. Completely. Um, don't don't let me forget i have one last nitpick i have to bring up but it's near the end of the movie um so the villains do come and they come in hard electro comes in bringing the storm and they're essentially getting their ass kicked yeah i I mean i did kind of like that i was like dude i mean i mean essentially one was enough for you each to fight individually in your own movies now you're all fighting them all together but there's still multiple of them sandman electro lizard that is three for three green goblin so yeah but like, he didn't come in until a bit later oh, right yeah that's true yeah he did come in a little late so yeah I guess they, it, like, that would have been a crazy time oh, but yeah i like that they did work together he's like i used to be part of the avengers man yes that's great who is that <laughs> like <laughs> wow uh i told caitlin our other co-host that i would have loved to have them like eventually meet their avengers and and meet their other and fight their other super villains but i guess they you know they dropped it it's like hey we don't want to explore that part like maybe they just didn't maybe they just ended up just fighting car burglars the rest of their lives <laughs> sure i was like okay whatever but it, it would have been cool if they essentially met their avengers and stuff would have been cool but I mean, it's nothing wrong with the movie. Um, 
And so they do team up and they have that epic Spider-Man moment. And what did you guys think? I, I loved it. Will? Talking about the meme, right? We're talking about that. Oh, they did point at each other. They yeah. point at each other in the school lab and they pointed at each other yes. here, and right? And not forced. They did it like nonchalantly, like it was kind of chill. Yeah, because I think it's when they were talking strategy, when they're like, hang on, we're, we're kind of getting our butts kicked here. We're, we're not doing mm-hmm. this right. So we got to figure this out. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that was, I mean, again, I know the fighting and all that was epic, but I just have to point that out because I remember, you know, weeks before the movie, I would talk to you guys about that. I'm like, I wonder if, you know, if this is true, if if they are all truly going to show up, are they going to have that scene, like that moment where they're pointing at each other? And I, I got done nicely where they didn't shove it down your throat or anything, but you got it nonchalantly like two times. <laughs> if we sorry i had to bring that up no we oh. gotta get that we gotta get the the taunt in fortnite <laughs> just as or just yes we're super. grinding on the battle pass for that big time it's so funny that's so all i want funny. the rest of the content forget it i just want to do that that emote oh so they cure them one by one uh they did recut old scenes they did make sandman a giant sand blob the whole time but i mean like i said they were the back burner characters it wasn't a big deal to me i was like okay that's fine yeah i i don't need them to be front and center especially sandman <laughs> like i don't know they had their time um and i think they did them service too you know what i mean that lizard could talk and, f- and then peter was like yeah like at like skip a few scenes and peter's like and for what i didn't even know you could talk <laughs> like that was just <laughs> so funny done with the lizard um so they cure them all lo and behold there's one left and it's the green goblin <laughs> and i mean i felt like it was very in character for him to sneak that bomb in there just oh yeah yeah and, okay yeah, so he was always smart especially dr with strange gear. has the box that could send them all home and green goblin snatches it but right before uh dr octopus rips it away um well he doesn't rip it away but he holds on to this glider and then dr strange grabs it he sticks a grenade in there and it explodes into the multiverse and i love the way that looked because you could point out all the different the the you know the, the sky explodes and rips and different ripples and you could see different spider-man villains leaking out from the doctor strange spell that went wrong mm-hmm. and there were endless spider-man villains there was black cat there was another rhino there was craven the hunter some people even claim there was a um there's a version of spider-man called superior spider-man i'm not going to get into it now but he is a very badass character good or bad I don't know both both oh okay it's in a universe where dr octopus is dying okay and he's like peter he's like spider-man come here come here spider-man and spider-man's like oh you're dying oh no and dr octopus switches bodies with peter and peter dies and dr octopus becomes he takes over peter parker's body becomes spider-man and at first he's like a fucking he's evil but then he keeps getting plagued by peter's memories and consciousness and and morals and he becomes the superior spider-man he's literally a better version of spider-man that spider-man would have would be and is and it's very cool but he's also evil and it's it's just a very good comic it's a very good storyline and they even added to another storyline where he meets peter parker from like the spider-verse and Peter's face of like disgust and like what the fuck it's just such a good moment when they meet because it's just a good moment but yes he's a very 
he's a Spider-Man that doesn't pull his punches on purpose. He will Ooh, like kill you. Okay. He doesn't care. He's the, he's the superior. Yes, and he has a lot of technology. Nice. It's very cool. But supposedly he was even in there. I, if they did, that's like crazy cool because I always thought that character was interesting. The fan base is divisive, but I love it. Um. Uh. So yes. So. Um. Well, first, while that's going down, Peter. No, no, no. They save it. They. S- um, I think, first. what was it? Doctor Strange is at the moment, he's trying to make another spell. Does right? the beatdown happen first, or does I think... the spell correction happen first? The beatdown, right? The beatdown happens first? I think yes. so. I think so. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Toby's in the, Toby's laying down. He's like, yep. is that really happening or am I dying? So, Tom Holland... Peter Parker. You know what's funny though? Can I just say this one thing? When I see Andrew, Toby, and Peter, or and Tom all together, and they're like Peter, and they're like, which one are you talking to? I'm always like, I like the first time I saw that scene, I was like, why not just call him Toby, Andrew, and Tom? And I was like, oh my god, they're not, they're yeah. not, they're not. That's, that's not their name. <laughs> actors. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, why not just call them by their names? Uh, uh, you, you guys did glide past one big scene by the way during I, all this fighting yeah bring it up, I was yeah, bring it this was this was what i was going to bring up earlier this because i didn't want to spoil it obviously i didn't want to jump ahead but my favorite scene in the movie is andrew saving tom's mj yes. that redemption moment was first we're all on the edge of our seats in the theaters not re- knowing if she was going to make it was she going to hit the ground or was she going to suffer the same fate as gwen where you know he shoots the web and saves her but at the same time you know her look i'm assuming her spine probably cracked or something because just that jolt you know definitely definitely it it killed her did something to her neck or her spine and you're just like okay there's in my head at the time as she was falling i'm like there's like three fates here like she's either gonna get saved somehow she's gonna die by falling and getting crushed on the ground or again she's gonna suffer the same fate as gwen and andrew's movie and andrew saving her was just again the crowd the crowd goes wild and all that but just that was my favorite moment of not only that battle but probably of that entire movie and again just watching the andrew movies before um a couple days before seeing that movie it, it just it felt felt right in the feels because it was it was like brand new again for me after just watching those movies so a great and again that allows him to have a heroic redemption moment in tom holland spider-man and i thought it was nicely done I've said that a million times, probably hear me say it a few more times by the end of this podcast, the movie was nicely done for this reason amongst many. Yeah. I, I, you perfectly said it. I love that scene. It just, it felt good. It felt good. He had his redemption and hopefully he gets his movie redemption with the fourth and black cat. Please. Felicity Ooh. Jones. Felicity That'd Jones, please. Please. Now you have another, you have another team member here. Please, Who also agrees. Please, <laughs> we have three people here. Felicity Jones. Somebody Black call Cat. Kevin Feige right now. Please, Kevin Feige, get on the podcast. I'll give you a top ten reasons why. One, <laughs> Felicity Jones. Two, Felicity Jones. Three, Felicity Jones. Four, <laughs> so on. Um, so Peter Parker gives Green Goblin the ass beaten of a lifetime. I love they just kept punching him with one hand across like 
He kept punching his face one direction. Then he grabbed his head, corrected it, and then punched it with the other. I was like, oh yep. my God, brother. You need, you, need a, you, need a, you need a Xanax, man. You need to chill, okay? <laughs> wow. That beating was so good. Also, I, I, I heard the fighting was a little choppy for people. And it was a little choppy for me. And then I heard behind the scenes that... Um, the actor, what's his name? Who plays Green Goblin? I'm so sorry. William Defoe. Right? William mm-hmm. Defoe was like, "Yo, I, I, Sam, I think you told me this." Where he was like, "I want to be in all the fight yeah. scenes. Yeah, I do not want a stunt double." So shout out to him. I have so much more respect for those scenes and him as an actor. Killed it. All the fights, every choreography, killed it. Zav, what do you think? I think he did a fantastic job. I, I. Honestly, like, I love this, this version of Green Goblin so much. Like, he just does such a good job. Like, just from the acting to, to, to fill in this character, like, he just looks the part. Because I've seen, I've seen some comic, uh, like, the comic interpretation of him. And I think he just looks perfect for it. And he's got, like, the kind of, like, trusting. Because, like, Green, Green Goblin is, you know, he's got, like, a double personality going on. Um, but he's got like a trusting face and he's got the crazy face. He's got the crazy eyes. And I love the fact that he's mastered both of them to the point where it's like very, um, what is it called? I guess like appealing to watch. Like you actually get sucked in. Like I thought that he was going to be good throughout the movie. I thought like he was actually trying to get fixed. Oh yeah. Like I, I actually believe, uh, believable. I was, I was, I actually believed him. And then there was like that one moment in the scene. I'm gonna sorry, I'm taking it back, but there was no, a no, one no, no, go take it back. What did you think about the apartment scene? Because me and Will could not stop praising that scene of how intense oh, it was. I yeah. told, I mentioned this in the podcast. And I told Will during that scene, I remember literally leaning towards Will and be like, "Well, I'm literally so scared right now." It was just in that building. Yeah, when his spidey face. senses yeah. were tingling, yeah. Oh, for sure. Because it was like throughout the entire scene, they're all talking about fixing them. Like, oh, we're all going to get better, blah, blah, blah. There was a one moment between Sandman and Electro where he's like, I think they said something about fixing them. And he's like, I don't know if I want to be fixed or something something along the lines like that. But it was just like, I would do. Right. I'm like, you have all the powers. Like, he's got all the powers. Like, why would you want to go back to normal? And that just really grabbed my attention in the fact that like this is intense like i'm waiting for for you know the hammer to drop and someone just cracks and it did someone cracked <laughs> yeah and next thing you know, the building cracked multiple times with peter's face <laughs> but uh yeah no it, that's i don't know like i was saying with william defoe he did a fantastic job and even all the way up to the fight scene everything hands down one of the best if not the best bad guy i would say yeah damn and okay, let's continue back. Mm-hmm. Peter is on the verge of killing him, and who comes to stop him? It's Toby. He's like Toby. Toby's like I've been there. I've wanted to kill. Trust me, it doesn't have to go this route. You'll be a better person for it, and you will not. You won't gain anything from killing him here. And Toby gets stabbed. And I was like, no, they're really going to kill off Toby. I was very sad and heartbroken, but also like, ah, such a trope at at the same time. And then Andrew comes in. He's like, man, are you okay? Yeah, I've been stabbed uh, quite a few times before. I was like, thank (laughs) you. Thank God. God. Yeah, no, I would have been so disappointed at that. Yeah. 
And at the end, he does stand up by himself. So he kind of did shrug it off, which is awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for not making it a classic trope. But Peter makes a deal with, um, well, he, he cures Green Goblin, of course. And Norman's like, what What did I do? I don't even, like he said earlier, it just, it, he just blacks out. So it's perfectly understandable. So Peter sees Doctor Strange struggling with a spell. And he's like, what if the only way I could stop this is if I just, everyone forgets me, you, MJ, everyone. And um, as you know, that's the only way to fix it. According to the movie, I don't know. I'm not a screenwriter. I don't know. So, but they do. Doctor Strange casts a spell, and Peter says goodbye to Peter and Peter, MJ and Ned. And um, very sad. It was good to see them, Peter, just thinking both Peters and being like, guys, like, wow, you, you guys, like, I like that he, I love that he even struggled with the say because what could you even say? But I love that it ended with a group hug. That to mm-hmm. me. Yes, that was good. And service. I felt it. I felt like I was in the middle of that hug. Yeah, I did. I did too. I was <laughs> I like, wow, I feel like I'm sharing this hug with you guys. I've been along this journey, you know? Spider-Man 1 was my first MCU film now, I could say. You know? Ah, oh, wow. It is first chronologically because now the Marvel Cinematic Universe has acknowledged that they are in the MCU. Nice. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, technically they're in the MCU now. Technically their movies are first before Iron Man. (laughs) Technically, we're technically speaking. Tony Stark didn't build it in a cave anymore. (laughs) It was built Um, built in a virgin's room. (laughs) Got bit by a spider. (laughs) Okay. So, no one knows who Peter is. How do you guys feel? Um, here, I, I, so I'm thinking, I've been thinking a lot about this. So like the movie was, I thought the movie overall, I'm just going to give you my overall review real quick, is that it was fantastic. They made all, uh, basically they, they concluded all the stories for every character and they brought everything together. And I think they did a fantastic job. Everybody got closure. Um, as for people not knowing him. I was thinking about this the other day and the fact that I think, I can't remember the words of this spell exactly, but they said everybody everybody on the world would forget Peter. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. But then I'm like, and then I was thinking more and I'm like, wait, there's a handful of characters that are actually off world currently. And I don't know if it's very, if the spell is very specific in the fact that like, everybody from earth doesn't remember or everybody currently on the world doesn't remember but there are characters like nick fury there are characters like thor and you know the guardians of the galaxy like there are all these characters that could come back and i'm curious as to if they will remember peter if they were actually affected by the spell or not um i don't know i just think that's something that could be i don't know changed or not explored yeah, explore. There you go. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I, I just, I just could see him going either way with it. Yeah. I think it's up to whatever they want to do with it, because they can have it where everyone forgets. Because essentially, that's how I figured it went. Because in order for it to stop the whole like everyone coming through, essentially everyone had to forget. Right. But then again, like you could also write yourself out of it. 
and do say the everyone on earth thing, which I, I think I'd be fine with either way. It doesn't really, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah, I, th- I it's cool to guess on how it's interpreted, but we'll find out sooner or later. And I think that's cool. That it's not like left to interpretation. It, it will be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Will? What did you think? Well, also like the, th- I think the thing is like, we have all these, we just talked about how like the conflict ends and you know, how the villains are beat and how, uh, you know, we had a scare that Toby got stabbed and people were worried he was going to die. You know, they had the hug before they left. You know, even Tom Holland was able to, uh, you know, say goodbye to his friends. But then, you know, again, like the movie still ended in a, in a on a pretty sad note. Like, again, it was just a, a movie full of, emo- of a, it was just an emo- emotional roller coaster ride from start to finish. Because just when you thought you were done with the ride, like you're going down one last time, like you're going back to where you get off then all of a sudden it's just like it's a boom it takes off again <laughs> and and then you're like well crap now tom holland's life is is just going to be completely different i mean he lives in an apartment by himself now it's a it's kind of reminds me of toby's shitty apartment you know things don't work uh it's it's old it's small and i just like when you if you stop and think for a minute you put yourself in his shoes like nobody knows you 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 see your girlfriend you see your best friend at the donut shop and you just you could try to convince them and show them otherwise, but the odds are it's either going to take too long or it's just going to be too emotional of a process and it's not going to go well. So, and then just even like him visiting Aunt May's grave and, you know, Happy's there. And for a minute, I forgot that everybody forgot who he was because I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for like Happy to have a solemn moment with Peter. And they did, but not, but, but as like strangers, you know, and I was just like, kind of, it was like, damn, okay, yeah, this is how it has to be. So, I'm very curious to see where it goes in the next movie. I mean, does he continue to you know, like like what happens? Is he just going to continue on with his life and 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 just be Spider-Man without all the extra characters and you know support group that he used to have with his friends and family, or is that also going to change again? I I don't know because I I'm still trying to figure out where this whole multiverse thing how it fits in with everything going forward because you know we see what's going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie with it. We just saw it in the Spider-Man movie. I mean, Loki on Disney Plus just opened up a whole can of worms for this multiverse thing. I'm just curious to know. I'm curious and I'm wondering if if like Spider-Man 4 is going to revert back to that or if it's just literally, okay, this is Tom Holland's Spider-Man. He's His greatest tragedy was moving on from his mistake and su- su- suffering and sucking it up that nobody would know him. So again, the movie ended nicely, but still very sad and emotional with you know what it cost Peter in the end. Okay. Well, I got three points to, to, to finish up my points. And then I guess we could wrap up this review. My first point is that, uh, at the end, I think they wrapped it up perfectly. I think it, it, I mean, I could, I've, I've been the first one to say it, but I've heard so many other people say it by now. It brought Spider-Man back to the basics. He is a poor kid. He is struggling for money. No one knows his identity. And I love it. And I think they had to go to these extremes to get there because there was no other way to get there because too many people knew. But I love that the fact that they did. And I hope, now don't get me wrong, I love that MJ, Ned, and Peter were the forefront of this movie. They were the, they were like, they were the trio. You know what I mean? The whole movie essentially revolved around them. Even in like scenarios where Ned, did, Peter did not need Ned and MJ, they were brought there. When he was fighting Electro and Sandman, they were brought with him. And it's like they did not need to be in that part of the movie, but they were because the whole movie was essentially about their friendship. I think that's the baseline of the movie. 
but now I think it'd be fun to explore other people like Felicia Harding is Catwoman. <laughs> no, but I'm dead serious. Marvel, I'm dead serious. I want to see I want to see Peter's Gwen Stacy. I want to see I want to see Black Cat and his relationship with her cuz I think that's a very dynamic relationship. I'd love to see him work for the Daily Bugle secretively. Um I'd love that Peter doesn't he can't rely on bigger people now. He can't rely on the Avenger money. He can't rely on the Avenger suits. He's got to make it himself. He's got to he's got to find the financial struggle of trying to to pay a, a, like give a guy pictures to tarnish his name just so he could have web fluid, just so he can go out there and save the day. It's a vicious cycle, but it's like that's the life Peter lives. It's like he doesn't get what he wants, but he has to do it because it's what he has to do. And I think finally we got here. Show Peter as a photographer. I think it'd be cool to explore that. Like actually being a photographer. Like I think they've touched on it a little bit in the other movies, but this would be very cool to see. Um, uh, what, last... That's a good way to say real quick. Just I want to applaud you with what you said about him going back to basics because that's essentially what at least maybe how the next movie starts is just him being what you know the, the kind of the origin and the essence of who peter parker is we, we already know who spider-man is but especially with tom holland's like we've gotten to that point but you know we kind of rushed through his like childhood and his years of innocence as he you know built up to be spider-man if that makes any sense if you think about it this way the vulture in the first movie iron man villain he hated iron man he hated the avengers mysterio hated iron man Iron Man's villain. This movie was the first time he had Spider-Man villains, but he didn't even have them. They were Toby <laughs> and Andrews. It was like now Tom could finally have his own villain. He could finally have his own villain. And Marvel, for the love of God, stop killing off your villains, man. Stop killing them. They don't need to die every time. Just yeah. send him to jail. Jesus Christ, man. You don't have to kill every villain. Oh, yeah, because like who would be the villain in Spider-Man 4? Uh, oh God! Well, I, I mean, there's some Craven, not touched, Craven, but like Craven, please, Craven, Craven. I thought it was gonna be Venom after that little teaser at the end. I thought, oh, let's talk about it. That was my next point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Good Peter point. Peter will that. don the symbiote suit. I don't think there will be a Venom. I think he will don the symbiote suit. And at the end, I think there will be a teaser for Venom. I do not think Venom will be the protagonist. I antagonist. I do not think he will come. Does because Tom Hardy's Venom is considered right in what Spider-Man realm? Is it Andrews? Not Toby's, obviously. Is it no, Andrews or own. is it Tom's? He's, he's in just his in his own. But I think it would. I think it would be a cool storyline to have it where Peter has the costume and he struggles with it and his moral obligations throughout the movie as he fights a new villain. I think adding Venom in there would just be just so much again. So I think adding a teaser that the next Venom would come in the fifth movie, that would be a cool hanger. Does it make sense? I just don't want it to yeah. be overcrowded like Spider-Man 3 was. Too how, overcrowded. How do you think he would get the suit? Um, like, do you know what I mean? Like, because I'm thinking of, what, Spider-Man 3? I think it was, like the Toby one. I'm not um, gonna lie to you. I hate that Tom Hardy's Venom symbiote is in marvel's universe because i know that marvel is planning secret wars and in secret wars that's when spider-man dons the black suit for the first time and i'm like dude oh, you could have cool. done it like that what yeah, are you doing cool. so now i have a theory this yeah. is my theory he's going to don the black suit 
And I think then they're going to make Secret Wars. Because it's either one way or the other. I think he'll don the black suit and then go to Battle World. And that's where he'll like fight in it or something like the lines. I don't know, but I'm like, that would be cool if he brought the battle world. It would be essentially the same idea, but you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Comics. I don't know, but it sounds very exciting. It so is I cool. It, it is out. exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, one last point I have to bring up because it'll leave me alive that I wanted to bring up earlier. Electro essentially did not know who Peter was. But Green Goblin knew who Peter was in in the Andrew universe, and they they're like, we're not having two Green Goblins, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will, mm-hmm. I know Zavin. I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll just have Electro. Like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. I don't give a shit that much. Electro was so cool. Well, I mean, like you, like we when we've talked about this before maybe not in the podcast but like there's like spider-man just has like a nice variety of villains and it's like you don't necessarily need to see the same ones and and, and honestly it's kind of tough to like how do you cast another goblin you know after what willem defoe did i mean that he and again he comes back like 15 years later and reprises the role and does a great job and i don't know if you guys saw but supposedly he only agreed to come back if it was more than just a cameo he's like i'm not coming back and just doing a cameo he wanted to act the part again and you could tell he was freaking interested because holy shit he blew it out of the water yeah did a great job any last points to wrap up the review um no i mean other than the fact that it was a fantastic movie uh I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Just whoever, obviously everybody who's listened to this episode of the podcast, they either got, they either got, they either got a, uh, what's it called? A um, good view of how the movie's going to play out. But <laughs> um, my mom just saw the movie for those who have not seen it. And uh, she's very upset, <laughs> obviously. And so, he's not lying. He's actually not lying. His yeah. mom did see it today. So she every, went to literally, you know, we have, she just got back and she's very His mom just came through the portal, that. too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mom, get oh out my, of my Spider Man room. Mom. That's actually really. <laughs> That's actually really cool. You really couldn't convenient. plan that or anything. That <laughs> we normally awesome. would cut that, but, but now you got yeah. Now you got to leave it because it's it's legit. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Xavier, um, finish your thoughts. Sorry. No, basically that's a perfect interpretation. If anybody's uh, out there listening, definitely bring your mom. Have them watch it because they'll have the same reaction. Yes. <laughs> well, any last know. thoughts? And and I'll just wrap with this. Again, I think the movie was just well done. There's really nothing for me to, to criticize. I guess the only thing is like, w- was them going back to their universes or whatever kind of kind of weird and not like killing them. Uh, you know, I guess it just opens up this whole complex system of what the multiverse is. And again, I guess that's like I think Nick, you brought out that's just kind of how Spider-Man is. Like he's not really about killing people and. I mean, we, there's been some dark moments. We saw Tom Holland and Toby had them. Andrew, I don't think as much in terms of darkness. Um, I mean, he suffered through a lot, but like him turning like evil-esque, I don't think we've really seen. But um, I, I guess I kind of always felt like maybe the serum thing could have been explained a little bit more, like how you just cure them of what they have wrong. I felt like that was maybe a little too convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. <That's- laughs> That would be the only critique I have of the movie. Other than that, again, the fan service was great, but I don't think they overdid it. I thought the pacing of the movie was great. I think they did a great job with, you know, again, bringing back all these characters is just um, phenomenal in terms of 
the fact that you can just have you know protag- multiple protagonists and multiple villains from all these different movie franchises to come in here and i think they just they did it they, they did it nicely and again kudos to marvel i mean again kevin feige and everybody that works on those movies they they don't fail at any of the tasks they do and that's tough to to bring these characters back and not do anything like we saw and i know you guys are gonna give me shit for it but again the sequel trilogy for star wars had a tough time with bringing back characters and and again this is a disney thing so i think kevin feige and and company they probably took some notes from that and said okay we need to do this carefully because if not we're gonna upset fans so they took one of the toughest tasks ever in movie making and they aced the test they 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 got it straight a's across the board for me so excellent movie and i can't wait to watch it again one day completely as for my final thoughts i mean if you haven't seen the movie and you listen to this whole spoiler talk go watch the movie good to yourself that's yeah we just we just gave you the full summary but uh yeah no or tell your <laughs> tell your family and friends like they're, they're doing a disservice if they don't see this movie especially i mean you could see it even if you're not the biggest spider-man or superhero fan but if you are a diehard marvel fan or like spider-man you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't see this movie exactly I'm tired of talking about what I thought of the movie. I want to hear what you guys thought. Please hit us up on Twitter. I ain't got no friends. Hit me up on Twitter. I want to hear what you guys have to say. We'd love to chat with you on the Ramble Radio podcast. Hell, we might even just interact with you uh, independently on our own Twitters. You guys can follow us on, uh, what is it, Ramble Radio? Just Ramble underscore? Radio, yep. Underscore. Oh, I don't know what our Twitter handle is. Oh, we're getting technical. (laughs) It's got the great purple logo, as I always say at the end of each episode. So please, you can't miss it, you guys. Thank you guys for listening to another great podcast. This has been a cool spinoff episode, too. And we read Spider Man. It was a long time coming. Uh, Reviews for um, Matrix. Uh, Go see Spider Man twice. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. All right. Thanks for listening, all you dads out there. You guys have a good weekend. Sam, do you want me to just portal you back home? Or oh, yes, please. Yeah, I've been here for a little too long. Uh, okay. Send me back. Send me back. Okay. All right, Ramble Gang. Thanks again for listening. I'm sending Sam back off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ramble Radio. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. Just search Ramble Radio and look for our great purple logo. To find more great episodes, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and Radio Public. Thanks again for listening and be well.